0: Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods
0: Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU uh, review show. Um, and uh, what is it, rounds uh, eight and nine, I think it is now, of uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. Um, either way, we are starting to get towards the pointy end of the competition. Um, as uh, questions during the media um, session at the end of the Chiefs Crusaders, uh, showed with lots of uh, with a few few questions to um, Clayton McMillan um, about whether he thought they were in the finals or not and or the the situation from that point of view. So yes, it is the pointy end, folks, um, and we will go through all of the uh, four games from um, the uh, this weekend. And uh, joining me um, to do so, uh, it is um, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you, Paul. Privilege to be on the show, mate. Ah, uh, so an absolute pleasure to have you. Um and uh, look at that, seamless. I didn't even mention that you were you were late and just, just turning up now. Um but uh, <laughs> <Good job. laughs> I managed to bluff it. So no, don't worry, they don't know, no one noticed. Um so we uh, kicked off on Friday evening um with the Highlanders versus the Blues. Um and uh, look, a uh, must needed win in this one for the Highlanders. To, uh, basically, to, to basically get into, uh, to keep, keep their um, finals um, hopes alive in this one. Um, and uh, it didn't get off to a great start, did it, with the Blues charging down and getting a try um, within the first five minutes? Yeah, early start. But I mean, it's a perfect way to start if you are playing
2: away. And, uh, of course, it was a great read from Jonathan Ruru, uh, picking off a... a um, Aaron Smith passed, but uh, gee, it, it wasn't exactly a prelude to what was going to happen on the night because that was going to turn
0: Yeah, it, well, it, did, it did change a bit um, We uh, saw the um, and uh, one of the things, that you, you've been uh, active in our live chat um, about um, some of the, the tactics we've seen out of the Highlanders Now, a couple of weeks ago, up against the Crusaders, we saw very much a tactic of kicking it long, wait for the kicks to come back and then counter-attack from that um, not a tactic we saw particularly tonight. So again, change of tactics here. Um, they mixed up their kicking game, didn't they? A lot um, chips over, um, really uh, looking to looking to exploit the uh, lack of a sweeper or or that gap between the tackling defence and the long kick defence. And uh, uh, again, uh, Tony Brown having spotted 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 something in the Blues' uh, makeup that he was going to uh, try and exploit. Yeah,
2: yeah, good pick up. They would have
0: probably learned a lot. From the first, from their first outing at, at Eden
2: Park, where they, I, I think they were probably a little bit guilty of trying to take take the Blues on a little bit closer in. But uh, you know, this time they, they mixed it up, and you, when you do use those uh, short kicks early, you do keep a defensive line guessing. And once they were able to get into the uh, in in behind the Blues, they were actually they were actually able to leave a lot of doubt. But I don't think the Blues helped themselves either because the the Highlanders idea also meant the same mentioned in the same on the 3d rugby thread that we have that it must have felt like Christmas to them when the blues were actually putting a lot of kicks back to them
0: yeah look it, 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 22 kicks from the Highlanders only 12 from the blues actually not as many as uh, as it probably felt like um during the game uh, in that one uh look as you say blues not really helping themselves Hoskins to two2 um now we can argue about whether uh he he could see where his foot was or not but uh, you made again another point. You made was that if if you if you're lying in a ruck, if you're there around there, if you start waving them around, you're asking for trouble. Um, yep. And it's just uh, so. Yeah, yeah. You can say, oh, I couldn't see ref. Well, just keep your feet down, down then. Yeah, Don't lift yeah. them up. Pretty simple. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He he knew what we're doing. It's a little bit like the
2: situation where you, you know, you flay your boot through the middle of a ruck. You know, if you're going to kick it out of the ruck, you're going to get penalised straight away. And listen, it was cynical. It was on the ground. There was an opportunity uh, for the Highlanders to to score, and it was the correct decision at the night. This would be also remiss of us to, to not mention um, losing Tom Robinson mm-hmm. early in the game. Certainly wasn't a help for the, uh, for the Blues because, once again, I think it probably interfered uh, with their loose forward mix. I think I, I said to you earlier in the year that having Hosking Satutu and um, akira Yuani on at the same time basically uh, it I think it's it's just you haven't quite got your balance there and having Tom Robinson on the board just gives you a lot of energy plus a, he's a line a good line out source down the back of the lineup
0: yeah and for all of the um that uh, the, the, the the blues weren't necessarily um, uh doing or, or, or playing very smart um they were um the uh, uh they were um still up uh, coming into half time uh 15 17 um and uh, if it hadn't been for them falling asleep just before half time um, they would have been they would have been uh, leading at halftime but this yeah this blues team doesn't play that full 80. um they saw the highlanders had a, had a penalty in their own half um, they expected them to kick it out. Uh, so therefore, the the, uh, the covering back players weren't fully awake. It went over their heads, bounced out, uh, the ensuing line out. Again, a couple of players a little bit lazy, just just um, player watching uh, on the blind side, which meant there were three players marking one guy and a big hole at the back of the line out, allowing Punavai to run straight through it. And a great, uh, obviously, again, another training ground move where they spotted that the Blues do leave that space there. And Pullewijk goes over untouched from about twenty-two. I mean, that's a, a fair way out to, to not get touched, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you know, and, and interesting, interestingly enough, Paul, you, you mentioned um, those nine kicks. The Blues only kicking nine times, but before, if sure. ever they needed, if ever they needed a kick, was was just on half time from or, 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 or Teddy Blackburn. And for some reason, they decided to, to to run it, and they obviously got a little lazy on it, like like you said, and that's where that turnover occurred from. And then before you know it. The Highlanders have very good field position inside the Blues 22. And then the, the result of that is, is the try. I'm pretty sure if the Blues had, had gone into, into a half-time with a, uh, with a 17-15 lead, it, it reads a heck of a lot better than 22-17 behind.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. And the and so you're suddenly there, you're thinking, OK, yes, the, the, the Highlanders got a lead, but we've got a lead off the back of um, that silly yellow card and The players falling asleep. Um, the Blues, I say, uh, maybe not playing the most uh, in, uh intelligent rugby, but still, um, the, their power is just hard to overcome. Uh, in um, whoever you are, really. And um, the more, more silly mistakes like that, moments. Um, and uh, I think we'll hear later on, um, from Razor Robinson. I've got the video of his of, of post match interviews, uh, where he talks about moments. Um, and he, he came to that one. Um, again, the Blues go close and had a good start the second half. Um Lee, he can't quite hold on to a wide pass. Um, there's a couple of breaks by uh, Caleb Clark and Rico Iwani, but there aren't the supporting players there um, to finish it off. Um, the uh, Interesting that we saw a, a lot of early changes, a lot of use of the bench early in the second half um, around, uh, um, which I thought, are we getting into, are there quite a lot of fatigued players at this stage of the season? Do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I, I, I think hence a couple
2: of the squads and and we'll get to the crusaders a little bit later they re, they they rested a, a couple of personnel you can see that the blues uh uh Fords um you know obviously these these injuries are probably more or less affect them, affected them at the moment and of course they'll suffer even a little bit more with the suspension as well but we'll get to we'll get to that very shortly no doubt paul so yeah there's a little bit of bit of fatigue but on saying that you know, you you kind of look at it, to, and we'll get to the Chiefs later. You look at some teams that really have had to pick themselves off the floor to get back in this comp- competition. Where the Blues got off to, have got off to a good enough start, but they they just haven't really. Yeah, uh, it's almost like they've plateaued, and they just haven't found the level. If you look at their their last three outings, which base which basically reads a couple of losses and a and a, an unconvincing win. Against the hurricanes, they haven't exactly set the world on fire, Paul.
0: No, they haven't. But even even uh, was it a sign of a championship side when you're not playing well, you still win. Um, and they were close to. I know I, I, I a lot of people say uh, that uh, that I'm getting uh, being told for being too 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 soft on the, or too good in the Blues by saying, look, they're a yellow card, a, a silly lifted foot, falling asleep at half time, away from winning this game, uh, even though they weren't playing well. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot more that can come from this blues. Will it? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but so yeah, the Highlanders, to their credit, look. weathered that early, uh, early second half storm again, Aaron Smith pulling the strings um, really is playing some so in in some fine form um, at the moment. And nocturnal rights puts Aaron Smith the greatest half of all time. Um, well, uh, there's, uh, there's a few South Africans that might disagree. Um, but um, but yeah, he's in the conversation definitely. Uh, um, the um, the uh we had that uh, the hunt ship through the got um uh that uh, got um, blocked um and uh, suddenly um they're up 30 to 24 um uh, then Hodgman, what's he doing uh second tackler he drops his arm um he jumps up and he couldn't have got much higher if he tried um and his arms nowhere near wrapping uh, I there was, 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 um, was chatting with someone. And they're like, "Oh, it's a bit like uh, the Sonny Bill Williams one in the Lions." So, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no kind of thing of, oh, he was trying to rap, but there's a player in the his own players in the way, so he couldn't rap. No, sorry, there was no attempt to rap at all yeah. Um, yeah. in this one. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. It, it,
2: like I say, there were no mitigating circumstances uh, to to my way to my way of thinking. Um, the player was already going down on the tackle the tackler had already done done his job he would have actually been better off just slowing his slowing his um, arrival down and going in as the first player in to pilfer um yep. that would that would have been far more useful and uh, to be honest it really pretty much put to bed any chances that the blues had of maybe pulling something out of the fire it, really interesting though they, they they pull they 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 look a very the Blues look very generic in everything that they do. You know, where, where they've, they've, they've actually got pods, player players arriving for the clean up, but you just don't see the continuity that you're seeing from the Highlanders. And like I say, we'll get to the Chiefs. These guys, you know, you see the support players. They want to get, they want to get there and support the ball carrier. Then they then they're just arriving in numbers. And at times, the Blues are just not getting enough numbers to break down
0: yeah true. Um, now apparently Kane Haynes has gone out on Facebook defending Hodgman saying he was taking defensive posture. I'm not sure the last time jumping into jumping into somebody is considered a defensive posture. Sorry, mate. Uh, look'm I know Kane Haynes is trying to make a media um, career at the moment, but I'm not a great fan of some of his uh, his takes uh, as a pundit. Uh, I've yeah not been not been the most um, uh, and I'm not, not been impressed by some of his takes. Uh, especially around the player welfare side of things. For someone who has uh, had to retire due to concussion, uh, and we've got a player here jumping in and smashing someone's head. Uh, yeah, not sorry, mate, but no, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not buying that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And, 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 you know, some of the stuff they're doing is just lazy. A little bit like the Hoskins. That's a 2 action. He he lifted his leg. He knew what he was doing. Now Hodgman must must have known what he was doing. He had time; he had time to adjust, and there was absolutely no adjustment. He was lazy.
0: Yep. Um, now, uh, as, as we're talking about cards, look, there was a an incident with two players putting hands in each other's faces. Personally, um, I think they should have both walked um, with um, uh, yellow cards, at least uh, potentially reds for being uh, contact with the eye area. We've seen players in Europe get red carded for um, much less. Um, so yeah, those those uh, the, the props with the uh, I think it was Ethan Groot and I've forgotten who the blues player was now um, that was doing that. But uh, yes, um, that uh, look, as, as soon as you put your hands up to anywhere near someone's face, um, you're, you're asking for trouble. Uh, now look, there's a big difference um, between a handoff when you're running uh, running with the ball and a flat handoff to someone's face. That's different to when you're both standing face to standing up after a scrum or a ruck and putting. And doing handbags, so yeah. To me, uh, definitely should have been cards there um, for both teams. Um, Collins and um, uh, Scott Gregory so very unfortunately uh, limping around at uh, at the end of this one. But those two guys, uh, it's it's good seeing them getting used much more in their um, natural positions uh, and, and and playing well this season. So poor good to see Brumley. that one.
2: Paul, I'm glad I'm really glad you mentioned Michael Collins because he was a much maligned player by some quarters up here in Auckland when he was at the Blues but I've always always thought he was a, he was a midfielder. we're we obviously seeing the very very much the same with, uh, with with Scott Gregory and you know these two guys closer in are actually showing what they can what they can do and and, and what they're capable of and I think for for Michael Collins getting a try at the end there, that must have been really gratifying or really pleasing for him to score against his uh, old team.
0: Yep, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, look, Satutu bashed over late on to um, uh, to save the Blues' blushes and to get them a losing bonus point. Uh, but uh, as Aaron says here, the Blues used to play continuity and they're just playing static now. And yes, they are. They've got some big runners there, but quite often they're static when they're collecting the ball. Now, because they're powerful runners, they're quite often getting over the game line. But the problem is they could be doing so much more. Um, and I think that's our biggest frustration here with the Blues is they could be doing so much better. Um, it, it, interestingly enough, if we, we, we think back to that early round when the Blues play the Highlanders
2: and even Clark Dermody, the uh, forward coach for the uh, Highlanders accused the Blues of being a South African side. We all thought at the time, oh, you yeah, don't know what you're talking about, but... Boy, there there are elements of the way that they play are uh, very much like a South African side. They they obviously try try to bash you or bully you up front, but on on saying that, you know, t- too much smaller packs have, have stood up to them in recent times. The Chiefs being one, and uh, and also the uh, uh, you know to be fair, I thought the, the Hurricanes were much improved against the Blues in and around their forwards. And uh, you listen, the Highland uh, the Highlanders, you know, they they let they. they they left it all out there. And if you collectively go through the players that uh played well in that in that Highlanders team, boy, and, and let's not forget they got a lot of injuries as mm. as well. Well poor, you know, guys like uh, Frizzell. Well, he's just absolutely playing out of his skin and just uh, inspiring the rest of the rest of his teams. But if you look at the amount of work, even their front row. Uh, got through was just amazing, you know, Siate um, Tokalahi got through a, a lot of work and, of course, uh, maybe one to watch in the future, Ethan Ethan de Groot, and um, I know on Facebook you had a, a mention today, maybe it's time to talk to uh, to uh, Dale McLeod a, again and, uh, you know, get a, get a bit more goss on this young fellow because he definitely looks promising and, boy, um, I think there was one particular scrum, he got one over... Over Lalala. Now that's no mean feat. We all know Nipolalala is a, is a very very good good scrummager. So he's a young he's a young guy that's that's on the rise again. And once again looking into the into their locks, their, their starting locks. Um, you know that was uh, Dixon and and Brent Evans. To me, has been a revelation. And boy, if there was some humble pie, sitting here, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd I'd actually be eating it right now because. Uh, he's actually been a, a real revelation. Um, I thought he might have been a bit past it, but he's shown his experience. So collectively that pack played really well. You know, there were some blues players that went, so went and fits and starts. I thought Sam Dowry for a young guy can only get better and better. Let's not forget he's only 20, but I, I, listen, I thought he was worth his start. Uh, um, uh, Gerard, uh, um, uh, Teote Coley was once again, I thought he was very good. And, uh, and I, and I thought probably not not, a, not his best game from Dalton Papa Ali, but once again, he puts a lot of energy in. But, you know, after that, you're really scratching your head, Paul. Um, and that Blues pick to see who played really well. Certainly, you know, to me, they were outplayed on the night.
0: Yeah, not to much saying is, is uh, Satutu in danger of losing his all-black spot to uh, Jacobson? Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yes, yeah, Satutu is definitely a fringe at best. All black squad member. So yeah, absolutely, of course he is. Um, he's he's definitely nowhere near guaranteed an All Black spot by a long shot. There's a whole bunch of players um, that are fighting it out. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, so I, I wouldn't even uh, to say he's got a spot. Um, I think mm-hmm. is perhaps uh, is, is 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 a tad presumptuous, you um, know, mm-hmm. honestly.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I think also the the, the Highlanders, um, when you consider some of the injuries. That, they, that they've picked up along the way. It's, it's certainly not the strongest midfield they've, they've got on, got out on the paddock and at this time. Because got Gregory around, it's you know, it's probably going to be annoying because he's he's just coming onto his game as well. But one thing I do know, they've got to have Mitch Hunt and Joshuaania on on the paddock at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, you're totally right. So um, good win by the Highlanders, and still in with an outside shout of making it into um, the finals. Uh, they uh, currently sit in fourth place, but there's only two points between third, uh, second, and fourth, uh, so it's all very close for them, and they'll be uh, so look out for them over the next couple of weeks. which should be a couple of cracking games from them, like, I expect.
2: Oh, very much so. Paul, on the on the, on the wrap up show last night, we we obviously Ash and Ashram and I did, did speak about the, the Chiefs Crusaders game, but we did revert back to the to the Blues game, and we just just a quick just a quick few thoughts on on their bench. They had Harry Plummer. And Bryce Hem come off the bench, but to me, they didn't offer a lot. But it also brings into the question: Why would you bring another first five on when you've already got Ortoni Black out there? You've already got Pira Feta, who could slot in slot into first five, so you're, you're not losing anything there. So to have Harry Plummer on the bench is to me is a, is a wee bit of a strange one, where you could have a you could have maybe a Jacob uh, Ratavi Muki he, Nipkins, who um, played outstanding, outstandingly for the Blues Twenties yesterday, but I'm pretty sure the Blues could have got the job done without him. Um, you know, somebody with a little bit of X-factor on the bench. Even um, we haven't seen the likes of Zan Sullivan, and we know we know he's got something. So maybe they need, maybe the Blues need to freshen something up there.
0: Yeah, maybe it's something that um, uh, I'm hoping we'll talk about on went on Tuesday evening with the Driving Mall Show. Um, is the uh when when we hear Clayton McMillan later in his post match one, he's, he mentions how he uh, wasn't um entirely um what's the word, uh, convinced or, or or sure he made the right decision starting um with Dame McKenzie and having um bring Gatland coming off the bench um and i think uh, i think one of the discussions for us to have on tuesday will be what do you want from me Wrench? do you want players like your McKenzie McKenzie? Like, do you want me bringing players in so your Dame McKenzie's become no, we don't bring like a chase tier tier off who are good in broken field play who are going to use the extra space. Or do you want to be bring off player bring bring players off your bench like a bring Gatland, who are a steadying influence, um and who can who can sort of close out a game with good kicks uh and uh pinning and, and good game management. So, mm-hmm. so different ways of using your bench uh as depending on how you think you're gonna be at that stage of the game. Um so uh yeah, I think a good discussion we'll, we'll, we'll have on that one on uh, on Tuesday evening uh, as well. Yes, do you you want experienced heads coming off to close out a game or do you want uh, young, exciting players uh, to give them experience? And how do you judge that, juggle that balance? I think it will will be a good discussion for us on Tuesday evening. Before we move on to the um, Chiefs versus the Crusaders, as that was the second game of the weekend, um, I want to let you all know um, about some supporters' special videos um, that uh, have gone out over the last two weeks. First off, I had a look at the um, New Zealand's choice of sponsors. I looked at the, and, and had to talk about uh, the choice of Bunnings as a new um, uh, provincial uh, sponsor after the fact that ITM and Minor 10 um, had been sponsors of that. I also looked at the potential of Eltarat being on the, uh, front of the All Blacks jerseys, replacing AIG as well. So I have I a talk about that as a video, looking at spot the potential new sponsors of New Zealand Rugby. Um, a, one that's come out this week is the Pacific Islands get into Super Rugby, why now? Uh, I look at uh, what are the decisions that have led to New Zealand Rugby uh, wanting or potentially even needing um, Pacific Islands teams in to Super Rugby. And then I've also had a chat with um, Andy Rice from the UK uh, having a look at ring fencing um, and how that might affect rugby in England, um, not just for the premiership, but also for the lower lower, lower clubs um, outside of the premiership as well. So we have a chat about that. Coming up next week um, uh, to, or the next from today's, uh, might even get it out this evening. I've had a chat with Yellow Cap from South Africa uh, about how they've been basically playing um, themselves the whole time and how they had four versions of the Curry Cup under different names. Uh, and how is that, in, how is that impacting uh, the supporters' interest in rugby in South Africa, Having just getting to play with themselves. We're seeing already people over here starting to say, hey, do we really want to see another version of Super Rugby out where we just play each other again? Um, so I have a chat with them and that will be coming out as well. So that's all for supporters of New Zealand Sports Radio. The way you become a supporter is head over to nzsportradio.com and click on one of those um, uh, articles and you'll be, uh, be able to sign up. Look, you can sign up for as much or as little as you like. The minimum is a dollar a month. Um, and those uh, that money goes towards the tech that we use uh, to get out and about. And as you probably heard on some of Stephen's post-match interviews, they were fantastic, but unfortunately the wind did cause some problems. So we do need some new microphones for Stephen. Um, so please do become supporters uh, to help us improve our tech and bring you even better and more quality content to you guys. Right, that's the sales pitch. Thank you very much. Um, now then, um, the, uh, the the um, Chiefs versus the Crusaders. Uh, the this, this one obviously was a very tight game. A one point win for the Chiefs. Um, Stephen, I suggest we have a listen to the post match interviews. If at any stage you want to make a comment about what they're saying, just put your hand up. I'll pause the video and we can have a chat. Um, otherwise, we'll uh, listen through it and discuss the game afterwards.
3: Eight points up. Yeah, we didn't.
4: We just couldn't hold on to the ball or put that extra bit of pressure on or get that next score. And then we made a, you know, missed that line out at the end just to put that bit of pressure. And then they went down and got us for an offside. So, yeah, again, moments. Were you setting for a drop goal at the end? Yeah. Is it a composition? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. We didn't pull the trigger on it. We'll have a chat
0: there. So, how much having no kind of recognised centres? Well, you hear that there. He's, uh, there was a question about it might be quite for you guys um, about the um, the drop goal. And He said, "Yep, we're, we're lining up for it." I don't know why we didn't pull the trigger on it. We'll have a talk about it. So clearly, he thought they should have gone for the drop goal earlier. Um, we'll have a chat about that uh, during the review. As to what were the? I uh, actually we can talk, talk about that now, Stephen, at the end of the game. There. I um,
2: was I was about to say, I think from the
0: leading 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 up to that play,
2: from what I recorded and coming in <clears throat> into the turnover, I think they were just basically trying to get it on the on the. On the left to the left hand side for a right foot um uh for a right foot drop kick so it was just one of those ones where they probably went too far or just not quite accurate on 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 the cleanup in the story
0: really Uh, because i thought they were i thought it looked like they were they were playing out the clock and they were trying to get it down to so so um, it was going to be the last kick of the game and there was no opportunity for the chiefs to come back again so i thought i thought they were trying to uh, eat the clock up um there um rather and that's why they were waiting to pull the trigger until time was up, but hey, that's uh, I guess that's a different interpretation of What was going on? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Razor couldn't give us any clarity on that. Is that uh, help um, struggling with your setup and with your with your sort of pre-match uh, plans?
4: Well, does look out good centre, uh, but obviously oh. with least five minutes, you played pretty well until we got the head knock. Um, we we're pretty pretty happy with it. You always at the options moving forward.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was particularly happy with my question about the fact they haven't any centres left. Um yeah. standing
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. um,
0: and using that. But yeah, look, that's that's got to be a problem, hasn't it? Steve? When you've got two two makeshift guys in there, um in David Havili and um, Lester Faranuku, guys who aren't regular in there. Um you're trying to train them up as to what the role is, as well as trying to run all your patterns.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess he's trying I guess he's just trying not to throw any, any doubt. You know, the last thing that he wants to admit that he has got two temporary centres out there, and it's sort of not a, not a message that he wants to send out, um, not just to the media but to his own squad as as well, Paul. But uh, listen, I I, thought, I, th- I think they've been adequate, but I just think uh, there might be other areas where they uh, where they probably need to address, Paul.
0: Yep. Um, so Stefansson, just in the live chat, wonderful media facilities at Wakata Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. We're basically in one of the spare changing rooms, folks, if you want to know where that is. Um, and um, <laughs> we're with, with also with a with a media backdrop there. Uh, a number of different, um, I had some technical issues, folks. So I used my backup camera. So the sound in this one um, might be a bit dodgy. Uh, some of questions after getting a close one? Well, I haven't been having close
4: ones for the last four weeks, so it's not making me... Um, life from my heart, any better, but um, yeah, really proud of the boys. Uh, we managed to nudge ourselves in front and um, really composed the last five minutes, which was really pleasing. Can you talk about Damien McKenzie, clutch moment last week, clutch moment tonight, you know, to, to ice the game for yeah. you? Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's what he gets paid to beat back to. He's, uh, he's a quality player, um, he's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, it was, you know, we, we were Totally convinced that we were doing the right thing by putting him up there. We know he's a quality player, but we were sort of going against what had been working for us the last um, three weeks. But um, I thought he was really good, and now we've got another option there. Um, It's a fantastic crowd out there. They were worth points uh, to us. Um, And I want them to turn up even more than to turn up next week because that's the critical one. We
2: get that. I I just wanted to touch on a point that he just just made in and around the crowd, Paul. Um, I know you've spoken uh, at times about some of the disappointing crowds, but wasn't it fantastic to see close to a... Uh, it wasn't a full house, but, boy, it was well over three quarters full last night. And, boy, they, they were noisy. And at a time where you need everything that you can get when you're playing a great, great, great team, that was a good crowd last night.
0: Yeah, look, they said it was 18.500, and um, I'll say even just me walking up to the game uh i i i rushed over there after um attending some club rugby in the afternoon uh and uh, so i didn't arrive as early as most of the media did to be honest with you um but so yeah the amount of people around the buzz around it was definitely higher than i've had that i felt um at uh, that stadium normally um not at the same levels as say the um when the lions did there and played waikato also uh, oh, played the Chiefs, but still uh, yeah, a very good crowd, uh, 18 and a half thousand. Um, it shows you what th- what uh, three wins on the back on, on the bounce can do to a crowd uh, it's just, a sh- uh, but um, you can't keep relying on that to make people turn up but yes, yeah, it was yeah. a good crowd um, yeah,
2: I but, I, but I think that's been brought about because there's such a good news story having lost those first two games you know, finally, finally breaking that duck uh, against was it the Blues? I think it was you mm. know Getting them getting the perform performer, then coming up with with some performances like this, you know they they are sharp, no no question. Um, you know I'm, I'm, they've got I'm the Hurricanes at home next weekend, and then they travel up to Eden Park, and they'll come up here with a ho- whole lot of confidence. Hopefully, um, not too many more more injuries, and hopefully a couple of bods back back on deck. But you know I don't think it'll bother them travelling them ar20 up the motorway to Eden Park.
0: No, and I tell you that uh, most of the media people were thinking that, that that we were we were watching a preview of the final. So um, uh, uh, all, all the media were expecting the Chiefs to come second in the table. Wow! Well, there you I'm, go. I'm still not like 100 sure on what the permutations are, but I guess it will be a long way to maybe
4: sneak into the, the final. Just on my tour, to I mean, Last year
3: it's just being a
4: bit around How good to get a moment like that for him at the end. Yeah. What would that do for us? Oh my tour makes me pull my hair out, you know, like <laughs> he's uh you know, he's a he's a different cat. He he's um he always sees the sunny side of life. Um he brings that into the camp. Sometimes I wish he'd been a little bit more serious and you know he's on the verge of getting dumped out of the team but then you see him play uh, like he did tonight where he just fronts up in some big moments, a turnover. Um, that was a game changer so he's a he's a quality rugby player learned massively from the experiences of his last
0: year and just you've got to say I mean the honesty there first off with the replying to Dave McKenzie that's why he gets paid the big bucks it's kind of like yeah, look, he is one of the guys who is expected to stand up and do these things and then to say oh yeah our core played really well yeah he is but hey I nearly dropped him because he's not serious enough he's, he's annoying me he's hard to coach Wow. I mean, you don't normally yeah. hear that kind do Yeah, well, he's, he's
2: master of the clutch at, at the minute, you've, you've got to say. But I, I'll tell you what he's been doing, his coaching staff, no favours leaving these uh, wins to the very, very last minute. But you always you always felt the Chiefs were a chance in this game. And, in fact, hmm. at the end of the day, they, they were well worth their win. Make, make no mistake. I would almost say that score probably, probably flattered the... Flattered the Crusaders if you if you think about the amount of rugby that the the Chiefs played and it was really exciting. Gee, you know the, the offloads and and the hunger for players to get to get to the breakdown was amazing and it wasn't it was it probably wouldn't have been more emphasised than the likes of Luke Jacobson, who was just just like he, he it was he, it was like he was cloned and there were three or four of them out on out on the paddock and and he was superb. Of course, there were others. Who were, who were very good on the night. Obviously, you mentioned DMAC before, but you know the way that their pack stood up across the board and where they'd come from previously. You think back to that first round game where they got absolutely owned at scrum time. Boy, that's a real tick in the box for their scrum coach Nick White. Um, he yeah. must be he must be wrapped. And let's not forget that rookie second row Paul. They are they are rookies at at oh. the end of the day, but they play. They play well above their weight and they play. They look both look so skillful with uh with ball in hand and they do the extras. And you know, when I talk about the extras, you think about Arcoy's
0: turnover. What's that, Paul? 78th minute, 79th minute. Yep, no, they, they've been played, both been played very well. Both and V'ai. uh and I, uh, both be, yeah, um, been very, very good. But yeah, but it just uh, that insight that he's a bit of a joker uh, needs to, needs, to, needs to be more serious sometimes. The rugby is interesting. Um. And uh, finally, Brad, what some some great points he's going to make?
3: On the trot up into second place for you guys now. Um, talk about the character in this team um, to get from where you were, obviously, yeah. even at the start of this year, to where you are now. Oh, it's massive, man. Like, like, we could always see the character. Like We always knew it was there. And um, it was all about, I guess, trusting the process and not listening to the outside noise because, geez, there was plenty of it. So... Um, yeah, it was about staying tight, and um, we knew that if we trained well and we did what we kept uh, doing, what we said we we're going to do, not just uh, not just talking about it, actually walking it, um, we'd get stuck in some results, and some of that stuff started to go away. We're reaping the benefit of it. So the belief's there, the character's there, and um, yeah, I guess the, the best thing now for us is that our destiny's in our hands. We, we control um, whether we make this final or not. We don't have to. Resist, uh,
0: results so, that. So. yeah that point of um it being in their hands now and not having to rely on the people is, is is really important for them um and uh, you get and I, I can't remember now if I, well, i've included more clips about culture but some um, culture is a big thing that's been talked about at the chiefs by a number of people actually yes he does actually he goes on to talk about culture next sorry I've heard a lot
3: before about kind of culture in this group and, mm-hmm. you know wanting to Sort of get out of the trenches for each other, and um, how massive is that kind of culture, and maybe what he's instilled in this team in his year in, in the job? How massive is that been for where you guys are? Now? That's been huge. I think you, you can't have a, a successful team without good culture, and um, Clayton has had a real focus on that ever since he's he's come in. Not to say that it wasn't a focus before, because I mean it always has been. And I mean he's just sort of taken it to a, with his own spin on it. And, um, I think him being Māori helps in a in a Mori area like like, like the Waikato. I mean we play on a, on a on an old pass site and the Futter out there, it's, it's pretty easy to draw on some inspiration and in that sort of regard and um, yeah
2: he's been
0: great. So there he is trying to not say that to that to basically that look, look Bradwom has been now a chief for well the past at least two, if not three, um, sets of coaches. Uh, and what he's Trying to not say there is that basically the previous coach has got the culture wrong. <laughs> Let's be blunt. <laughs> he, yeah. He's taken it to a new. Uh, yeah, he's done really well. No, he's taking it to a new level. <laughs> word, word,
2: word, word, hey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I should.
0: And, I should, and Cooper should, as well. Clearly, Cooper did not get the did not have the right culture in in there. So um so yeah, interesting that uh um there that Clayton's yeah, there's, there's been a lot of work in that in that area.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. And most, most importantly, um, and a game of all games, when you play games like this, you want all your key guys to stand up. You want all your All Blacks to stand up. And I, I thought guys like Talval, Luke Jacobson, um, we spoke about Tupu Vai before, but also his unknown partner, Akoi, stood up. But Weber stood up, McKenzie stood up, and boy, Anton Leonard-Brown is just playing. Some amazing rugby at the moment. It's gonna case. It's gonna be a case when they it comes to All Black naming is is Anton Leonard Brown and the other guy. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure who it is at the at the moment, Paul. But that's just really really amazing. And um, listen, just a little shout out to for for Nankerville. He's he's just he's hmm. slotted in really quite nicely, given that he's only in there because of uh, injury um, to um, Quintupire. At, at this stage, so this, you know, that makes that victory even uh, even more memorable, but I also thought they, you know, they they probably got a little bit off from their forwards that came off the bench as well, you know, the likes of Nathan Harris and Ollie Norris and, and my, my filio guys like that, Sawakula and Boschier, who, who we know is, is always good for a turnover, but uh, another player I just want to mention is Samusoni uh, Takiaho. Gee whiz, um, I don't know if there's too many better carriers around in the game, running around in Super Rugby, Altioral Paul, who gets as many meters as he does. I know there probably are, probably the likes of Frizzell, who's running along around quite, quite nicely. But um, listen, you, you've seen some of Sony for, for what, probably your last two or three, two or three years, and and well, how would you, how, how would you determine how his games developed?
0: Oh, look, his, uh, his, his arrows used to be very wonky. <laughs> let's be blunt I mean uh, I, I can so when when Reese was uh, the top try scorer for Waikato in the uh, minor 10 cup going what so that was 2018 I think um, the uh, uh, Thomasoni was up with him on the uh, and they, they were vying it for the uh, for, for the highest try scorer now um, so yeah so clearly look he knows how to get to the try line he knows how to um, he's, he's a good ball handler uh he's always had that but to get the, the the accuracy and his set piece work uh has just improved immensely and i think uh if it wasn't for that we've got cody taylor um dane coles amua uh in there yeah he's he's unfortunately he's 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 got a lot of competition that uh in that place It's one of the areas that the all blacks have got a lot of uh, an embarrassment of riches
2: has 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 got a, got a decision to make moving forward paul in terms of um of, of international representation,
0: um, look, he's still a young guy, right? He's still got plenty of years in him, um, so, uh, so, but, um, I mean, sooner or later, he's going to have to, yes, absolutely. I, I don't know what his heritage is and whether he's eligible for anybody else, yeah. He's Tongan. Uh, sorry, he's tongue. he's tongue is he? Well, yeah, uh, well, there's if I don't, I'm not quite sure how I don't, I don't know how long his chief's contract is, but there's a good, uh, there's a good team about to start, about to kick off in the yeah. <laughs> South Auckland that might like it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. you hit it, hit it, hit it right on the head. He'd be, he'd be absolutely perfect. And, and believe you me, there are some very, very good, uh, good uh, footballers running around in, in club rugby at the at the minute. And I, I saw a few of them yesterday playing, playing, uh, playing in the uh, Auckland or oh, Goodyear, Goodyear ties Auckland club competition.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have a chat with you about that on Tuesday night. Um, as, as, as well. Uh, but apparently Dr. Wright says he turned down Tom a couple of years ago. And yes, um, just because he did it a couple of years ago doesn't mean that he might not change his mind a few years on. But um
2: Bishop, interesting Bishop, with especially with a rugby world cup only two years away. That's that that's that's the thing. How long is he when you think about the hookers that they've got, they've probably got what your top four, you're talking Cody, Cody Taylor, Dane Coles, um, um, probably Amua, uh Kaltman, that's four, and probably only three of those hookers are going to go. He would have to jump over two of those hookers to become the next hooker. So, is he is he prepared to wait for an, for another cycle? That's the question.
0: It will be yes, absolutely. You're right. Anyway, um, we're about to have a chat about D again. from Daniel. In the last couple of weeks, let talk about him again.
2: And what
3: is Oh mate, he's, he sort of speaks for himself though, he really doesn't he? He's been outstanding this year, I mean, I think um, having a year off, like it, people's expectations of him last year, coming off a, a year-long injury was just so big, and on an injury like that, it, it takes you another year to to come back and feel like yourself again, and um, you know, we're seeing that now, like it's, he's just being himself, he's, he's confident, he, he, pulling through when he needs to and um, he's coming up with some clutch players um, now so he's, he's been great so uh, you know I think um, the expectations I think after his injury were probably a bit too high we really needed to uh, tend to that a little bit and now we're sort of seeing the fruits of him working hard um, through his rehab and then giving him a year to get his legs back and now he's just being himself
0: so yeah folks if you've had a long time off injured my uh, looking and uh, folks we're talking about Sam Kane here as well um, that when they come back, don't expect them to be at the, the the top level for a while. It can take a while to get them to return, is what he's saying there. Mm. Um, and it, and Dave McKenzie is now back as well. So um, I think good good point there that uh, that Brad was making. Um, that yeah, that we didn't see the best of Dave McKenzie last year because he was finding his feet again. No, I think it's fair enough. Um, really good
2: feeling tonight. Big result, um, obviously weeks for you
3: guys mm-hmm. but it's a quick turnaround to Friday yep. um, one of the areas you think need to be worked on head into what will be a, a trial. Yeah 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 they'll be uh yeah they'll be fizzed up for sure but um, oh we, st- we still need to finish off some of our line breaks. Like I think we're nearly leading the league in, in clean breaks so but uh, we're not scoring as many tries so um, I'd like us to, to score a few more and um if we can
0: do that then um, we'll be pretty faithful. now so, keep, 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 totally, totally three so just to give you the stats there uh, the chiefs nine clean line breaks to two by the crusaders Uh the tries two to the two to the chiefs to three to the crusaders um, so exactly what he's saying there that um a bit like the blues the blues had lots of clean breaks weren't finishing them off the chiefs they're creating plays. I mean, what, some of the things in our chat was they were playing all the rugby, but losing the game. And at the moment, that's it, isn't it? That they they're playing lots of rugby, but they haven't quite actually yeah. got there.
2: Yep, yeah, pull a lot of similarities to that victory over the over the Blues a few a few weeks ago. They were creating a whole lot of whole lot of opportunities, but but not taking them. And they like this game, they left it for the very last minute as well.
0: Yep. Um, absolutely. Uh, look, I've just realised how, how long we've gone already <laughs> because of those videos. But I think it was, uh, uh, I, I, I yeah, enjoyed hearing from those guys. Uh, look, there's some more clips I'm going to be using on Tuesday night to um, uh, to, to, to spark some conversations as well because there's, uh, there's a few comments, particularly from Clayton McMillan, um, that I want to talk about that, that are on Tuesday evening. So look out for some more clips from that and do join us on Tuesday for the Driving Mall show. Um I what more to say about this I think the other point here about this chiefs team is look um Nana Satoro was the only back to play in the same position throughout the game uh once the uh the chiefs emptied their em- emptied their um uh the uh the bench uh, we had a new half in we had Dan McKenzie moving from 10 to 15 You had Alex Nankivell moving from 12 to 13 um and we for, and um Chase Tietie moving from 15 to 14 It was an entirely rejigged back line, but they still kept their shape, uh, ran all their moves uh, and saw out the game. And that takes a lot from a team, Um, especially if you think about it at uh, at the NPC level, lots of teams, lots lots of uh, uh, coaches talk about losing their shape. Now, clearly these guys are better than NPC players and they also have more training time. Um, But even so, to to have that much change and to keep your structures, uh, again, goes back to that culture, goes back to how well coached they are. and think it it's a good sign for this team.
2: No, we were talking no, that Simon
0: Hughes is asking if.
2: So were you talking about the Highlanders' time player? No, I think we were talking about, uh, Takeyahu, the, uh, Chiefs hooker.
0: Yep. Yeah, Chiefs hooker. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. It was about sorry. Um, but, um, so yeah, so I think, look, that's, uh, uh, I think the, yeah, the Chiefs heading in the right direction. Um, general Lowe's try i think they could have got the ball out quicker to him so that there's, there's areas they can improve by but, but they're heading the right way the um whereas the, the crusaders i think they've been off their game all season um they've still got good results but they haven't been quite as clinical as have been the last couple of years um and i think um a couple of things around that look losing uh losing enor and Goodhue uh in there is a problem for them um plus they have had a lot of change in that pack. Um, there, um, the over the last few years, uh, I don't, th- and um, I think having a new number eight as well, I think that's that's, and then losing Colin race to injury, I don't think Christy, has helped. Christy, Christy earlier in the se-
2: earlier in the season as yep. well, who who who's one of the, the better tacklers. Make make no mistake, it's it's definitely having, having an effect, but. You know, we just we just spent a, a good time talking about the Chiefs and and their manner. Well, they they've got it in spades because um, if you look at the injuries that they've had in Super Rugby, especially over these last few seasons, um, you just got to deal with it.
0: So, um, so yeah. So I think the so um one of the questions to um, raise was yeah, have have you guys dropped off? He's like, look, I think everyone else has stepped up as well. Um, so yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I think we have to admit. The Crusaders aren't at the state, aren't at the level they used to be, I don't think. Um, moving on then to the Australian games, I'll be honest. I did not see the um the first one. I saw the end of the force versus the Tars uh when I got home So I was driving back from Hamilton. Um but uh, look any, any particular points apart from the fact that it went down to the wire and uh, the yeah, Tars really yeah, have stepped yeah. up?
2: Yeah, not a not a bad sort of game. I mean, so probably a game that the Waratahs will be scratching their heads, uh, wondering how they lost this game because they were they were actually leading going into the last uh, uh, ten minutes. I think they had, they might have had a uh, a spread of, uh, of 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 ten ten points. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, they were leading by uh, thirty to 20, 30, 21 So they had a nine nine point lead, but unfortunately they uh, they uh, conceded a, a trial with eight minutes to go. Which was uh, which was converted and, and the uh, goal kicker Milti uh, kicked a um, a uh, a penalty from in front, straightforward penalty, but you still would to kick them, and that happened in the 85th minute. But it didn't it didn't start well for the uh, the Waratahs, Lockie Swinton, who's got a bit of a reputation, um, you, you know, for probably for probably getting the odd yellow card here. Well, he he started the game by getting a yellow yellow card for. a... For a lifting tackle, and then of course the uh, the force put on a, a couple of tries to uh, to Robertson, and they were, that was converted by Mialti. Converted by Milty at ten nil. It looked like same old, same old for the uh, for the Waratahs, but they slowly worked their way back in, into the game, um, scoring a, scoring a try um, and a penalty, which basically got back to the, the scores to ten all after twenty three minutes. But it would be the force that would go into the uh, Half time with the lead, with a try on the 25th minute to uh, uh, Kaitu, which was converted by Miotti, and uh, uh, just on the 35th minute, uh, Miotti a very good drop kick, and they set it up really nicely from about 40 meters out. I thought it was a bit bit of a long way up, but he knocked it over beautifully for an 18-10 lead, and then from there on out for the first uh, uh, 10 minutes of that second half, it was all the uh, all the Waratahs, they just were moving the ball a little little bit wider wider and scored, got their outside backs, the likes of Maddox and uh, Newsome, the captain, involved, and they scored a couple of tries. And uh, at 20, 24-18, I thought, yeah, they got the winning of this, but um, it was just one of those games they just couldn't keep the home side at, at bay. So, uh, listen, it was a great, great result for the, uh, for the hometown fans. They had a really, really good crowd there, and uh, full credit to them. And after that win... It actually keeps the uh, Western Force in with an outside chance of uh, getting through to the finals. But I'd say that's just an outside chance.
0: Yeah, look, I agree on that one. I, look, I, I, was, I thought it was wrong to get rid of Rob Penny um, as, as the head coach. But look, they, they've put in two fighting performances since he's gone uh, Gone close in the last two games against the Brumbies, now against the Force. Um, now, sure, they've still not got to win all season. But to come back from being um, behind by two scores twice, um, and to be leading going into that last 10 minutes uh, shows look that, that yeah, the Tars are playing a lot better uh, um, and um, maybe yeah. uh, changing, they needed a change of coach, I don't know.
2: Yeah, yes. And listen, they're swirling in, in the right direction. <clears throat> and of course, the force um, during this competition has, has shown some improvements. They haven't exactly been you know totally put to the sword by a lot of the teams. In fact, in a lot of the games, they've actually been in the contests. Uh, for about sixty odd minutes, and in that last twenty minutes, is, is really where they've been, been um, where they've been uh, taken to the sword, uh, so to speak. But uh, yeah, the Waratahs they they are on their improvement. Let's not forget they are a young side, so uh, we'll just have to, to see what they. It doesn't make good reading on the table, should I say? But uh, <laughs> listen, you can only really you can only really uh, play what's uh, what's there at the minute.
0: Sure, but look, they, they, the, the the Tars have got a points difference. Um of uh, minus 143, right? Which is horrible, let's be blunt. Um, but look, they've only lost this game by one point. Um, and, they, um, and then they also, um, trying to they their last, they only lost the Brumbies by two points. So look, they've only lost by three points the last two games, um, which just a massive improvement um, over that. So yeah, um, good to see the tiles moving in the right direction, even if they have lost um, Will Harrison as well ain eh? so yeah it's tough its it's, it's tough it's tough for the, the boys from Sydney
2: oh very much so but listen they have a they have a they have an opportunity to finish on the high they they uh, finish at home next weekend and of course the we'll probably find out where the Western force really are because they take on the top top side the Reds um, in Perth uh, next next Friday night so that'll be a real pointer to how much they have improved and uh, God if they knock over the Reds well that'll be the ups that'll be the upset of the uh, of the season pool,
0: yep, no, absolutely. Um, the uh, so yeah, so that's that one. Then we then we had the uh, game today between the Rebels um, and uh, the uh, Brumbies, um, and I don't think much. Most of us gave the Rebels much of a a, a chance um, in this one, um, but so uh, hey, they uh you know, they they got the first score, but then um, two yellow cards really did not help them. Continue, uh, yeah, just repeat infringements as the brumbies had all the play in that first half pulling out a seven, a 7 to 19 lead and you're thinking oh boy this is just this 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 is where this the the, the engine of the um uh, the brumbies just grinds this one out um to uh uh with, with with that set piece um and scoring all those points but um to be fair the they came out um really fighting that second half and uh, pull it back to 20 to 26 got back within, uh, well, actually it was 17-19 for a, a one point. Suddenly got themselves back within two points. Uh, the, Brumbies, the Brumbies managed to get themselves um, uh, another score um, before, um, uh, before, let's say, the Rebels closed it to 20-26 to uh, in the dying moments. Look, but I think we kind of summed up at the end there. They, look, they attacked, knocked it on, got a penalty at the next scrum, so got the ball back again, only to knock the ball on a couple of phases later again. Um yeah, they're was just, um, look, defensively, they've been sound and very good this season. Attacking, they've just not had that. Um, they've got the tools there. They've got the players. But they just haven't really been uh, at the races uh, uh, with, with ball in hand. Yeah, I oh, totally, totally agree. It, you know,
2: it couldn't be even more better emphasised by the fact that um, uh, Marika Korobeti has not scored a try. In this competition pool, and boy, it doesn't that say something
0: absolutely yeah, if you can't get your main strike if you can't find put your main strike weapon in space with the ball, you've got some problems um there's yeah they're 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 are attacking their attacking shape is all wrong um that's perhaps that's no look that's overly harsh um but they're not achieving what they want to what they need to achieve with their attacking shape um Very getting true. those just danger players in in space. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see how many clean, uh, li- clean line breaks,
2: um, they actually make. I bet you it's probably I, I bet you they're probably down on numbers when it comes to, to, to clean line breaks because that basically seems to be a lot of their play. They, they tend to shuffle it or play really deep, so deep behind the advantage line. I think it gives the cover plenty of time to come across and 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 shut shut them down. Um, like you like you say, they have got some. Um, some reasonable outside backs. You know, you got um Korobiti and Lamani, you know, they're not they're not the worst. Um Paul, you know, even the likes of Stacey Early, we know what we can he can uh, do with a, a little bit of space. and Magna came in for his uh, first start for the uh for the rebels today and he's a big tall strapping second five but um you know this this deep into the into the season and with only one round to go if you're not finding it now you're not gonna find it you're not gonna find it then and they and they are. They are in serious danger of um, when going going into next week, and they are playing the Waratahs, who are playing at home, who want to finish in the high. They are in serious danger of not making that that third that third placing, even if the Western Force don't win.
0: Yep, um, it's uh, it's it's looking a lot. I thought mean, they had thought they had that third place nailed on, but yeah, it is starting to look like they 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 could let it slip. Look, twelve offloads. Um, and then seventeen turnovers suggest that they're trying to push it, getting themselves isolated and getting turned over um, yeah. is 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 what it's uh, is what it looks like. They're tr- just yeah. trying to push those passes, trying to go wide too early, um, and uh, yeah, and just not uh, not not earning the right. So um, look, uh, the two yellow cards clearly didn't help them either in this one. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, it defensively, look, a good. Attack, that Denise work on Brumbies. Uh, hey, look, they're the machine. They're not at the level they were. Again, a bit like the Crusaders, they're not as slick. They're not as organised as it were last year. Um, but still, had had to have too much for uh, for everyone. Pretty, pretty much the red than the Reds in this comp, in Super AU. Yeah, Paul. Just for our,
2: for our listeners and, and, and viewers, it's the top th- top three teams go into the finals, and the second and third team uh, playoff. So that'll be a probably a, a home game for either the, the Brumbies or the Reds. I'm probably still expecting the Reds to beat the Western Force next week, and it'll probably be the Brumbies versus either the Western Force or the Rebels at home for the right to play or the Re- the Reds if the Reds lose. I'm picking the Reds to beat the Force. I'm picking to be one one Reds, Brumbies second. And you know what? I reckon the Horrors are going to throw the kitchen sink um in their final game and I reckon the Western Force will grab that third spot which will be a pretty amazing achieve- achievement achievement.
4: That'll be, yeah, and be fantastic way, and,
2: and, and I will say to our listeners and viewers I'm on a roll at the moment. Haven't quite <laughs> checked my lot haven't quite checked my lottery tickets but hey if you see if you see me in a new studio tomorrow you'll
0: know. You know he's got the... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there you go folks that's the games from the weekend Um I had to, but sorry, I'm sorry that we perhaps rushed through the, the Australian ones a little bit there uh, at the end there. But uh, look, um, I didn't get to see one of them because I was on the road at the time, unfortunately. And there's no highlights available on Sky, unfortunately. Um, or if there is, I couldn't find them. They don't make it the easiest. It's not the easiest interface in the world to try and find uh, the show that you want. Um, and uh, Stephen, thank you very much for your time. Um, and um, the... Uh, and everyone, uh, do join us again on Tuesday evening for the Driving Mall Show. Um, as uh, And don't forget, all of those supportive special shows I mentioned, head over to nzsportradio.com to uh, get those. Um, and I'll be back tomorrow morning with the morning sports briefing at 7 a.m.